With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screen Heroes episode 93. Whoa. Whoa. I was born. Don't tell us that. <laughs> uh, I am Derek. Me too. <laughs> I mean, 1893 is probably closer to the year I was born, I feel like, these days. Probably. But I am Derek. I have my other regular Screen Heroes host with me, Ryan. Hello. And Ray. Yep, totes. And we have a, a new guest with us who uh, you might have caught if you watched our Doug Jones interview from Kansas City Comic Con. It is on our YouTube channel now at heroespodcast.com. Click the link. Brad. Hey. How you doing, man? Pretty good. So you used to come on our old show before this show in the before time, uh, <laughs> but it's been a while, man. So welcome to Screen Heroes. Uh, we are live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash heroes podcast. So Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, you can chat with us. Hopefully we'll get some people joining. What are we talking about today? The most controversial thing that's happened in 2017, the year of rapists and pedophiles, is the Justice League movie. Oh, I thought we were here for Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> He's been waiting to use that joke all day. I was going to say that joke. Everyone's going to laugh. I'm going to be like a hero. Um, I feel like that was just a little bit of hyperbole. You know, but maybe in the movie universe, this was the most controversial movie of the year. Uh, of course it is, because it's a DC film. So yes, yeah. Justice League is now in theaters. Um, I'll go over real quick the box office numbers, which I'm sure we'll probably talk about a little bit, and then we can provide our spoiler-free thoughts before we dive into details. I was about to say, I was totally expecting spoilers in this. So. Yeah. 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 We, 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 we do a little pause for people if they I mean, want to come again. watch the podcast. I know. As a guest, but whatever. It's fine, you know, man. It's fine. I have. Well, I haven't watched. I've listened. There you go. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's what most, po- most podcasts you listen to, but you can also watch this one if you want to. But uh, anyway, so Justice League uh, opening weekend came in at a disappointing 93.8 million. Uh, that's disappointing in movie terms, not in individual human being terms. But uh, it is the only DCEU movie not to break $100 million in its opening weekend. For comparison's sake, BBS did, what, $160 million? Um, I can tell you that here in just a quick moment. Yeah, pretty sure it's um, $160 million. Basically, opening weekend worked out with BVS making $166 million. Yeah. Um, Suicide Squad made $133, Man of Steel made $116, and Wonder Woman made $103. Uh, of course, Wonder Woman being a standalone uh, hero film, not a you know, team-up movie, it was not expected to even make that much. Well, yeah. Man of Steel was not a team-up movie. Yeah. That's true, yeah. but, it, but it was Superman, and Superman's like the most, other than Coca-Cola, is like the most recognizable icon in the world. So, um, but, uh, anyway. Yeah, it's the Ghostbusters logo is number two. <clears throat> sure, sure. It is. And whatever helps you sleep at night. Maybe it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so it did end up cracking $100 million, uh, if you include its Monday totals. It's up to $101. Um, it made another $185 million in the international box office, which brings it up to 286 
Um, right now, projections have it estimating to lose Warner Brothers specifically somewhere between 50 and 100 million dollars, uh, which is just something you want to hear about your kind of flagship tentpole universe building movie. Um, any thoughts on that? No. What was the movie budget? Wasn't it like 300 million? It was 300 million. I believe a really good chunk of that was the reshoots and some of the issues mm-hmm. with Henry Cavill. Um, <sighs> We are not going to talk about that it's yet. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, so there, there were some expensive uh, reshoots involved um, and things of that nature. Uh, so, yeah, it was $300 million, which I think made it the most expensive superhero movie at the time, but the Infinity War movie, I'm pretty sure, breaks that. It just is obviously not out yet, so it doesn't technically count yet. Um, you don't have the Thor Ragnarok opening weekend numbers, do you? Sure. That's not hard to find at all. Um, Thor Ragnarok... Just for comparison's sake, that came out, what, two weeks ago? It yeah. did. Uh, Thor Ragnarok came in third place this weekend behind Justice League and Wonder. Uh, Wonder actually blew away expectations and did much better than anticipated. But uh, opening weekend, Thor Ragnarok made 122.7. Uh, domestically, These are that's just a domestic number. Um, and in um, its two weeks, it has grossed uh, 249.7 domestically. You think people were confused and thought Wonder was like a Wonder Woman spinoff or something? Like, I mean, maybe in the first 30 seconds. Right. <laughs> well, that's, that's like the background on the origin of the Wonder Woman no, stories right now. Wonder is the movie with um, uh, Owen Wilson and... Um, Julia Roberts. Roberts, thank yeah. you, yeah, um, about their son, and their, okay, yeah, so it, it's it's one of those kind of um, dramatic, yeah, yeah, kind of emotional, dramedy. you know, movies, okay. um, but it blew away expectations, so if that's something that's up, up your alley, you might want to go see that one, but anyway, so yeah, so Thor obviously did better, uh, being the third Thor movie, arguably, I think it's probably the best of the three Thor it, movies, but I know Ray disagrees, you can listen to our episode from a couple weeks ago about that. Um, so I'm sorry, this is the third week for, for Thor. The third week for Thor. We're talking a lot about Thor on a Justice Thor. League. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say <laughs> that based on those numbers, that Thor. I think Justice League is probably right where it deserves to be. Maybe that's the wrong thing to say with this crowd, but I think that like, when we get to our actual review, no, no, no. Yeah. you keep being an ass about this, to be honest. Like, <laughs> like you, you're thinking we're gonna just praise this film and not pick it apart, well, like we do everything. You'll, you'll pick it apart. No, I'm no, not wait, gonna no, mess no, on no, everybody. No, hang on a second. I'm very critical of the things I love. If you listen to Red Shirts and Runabouts and Star Trek podcasts, you also you defend them with your dying breath if somebody else has some problems. Have you not heard you critique me? It depends on what That's the problem is. I think that. I think that regardless of how good or bad Justice League is, it not cracking $100 million opening weekend is weird. Either way, you you, you see it. Because yeah. it's a massive blockbuster movie, and we have all paid money to see terrible blockbuster I'm not movies saying opening that, weekend. I'm not saying that it's not surprising. So, that's all I'm saying. I'm saying based on the quality of what I saw in the theaters, that's about where it should be. And the, pro- the problem with that is... That in, that statement in the context of the real world implies that you think Suicide Squad was a better movie. No, no. Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad made no, because I didn't say Suicide Squad made exactly what it should that weekend. Well, okay. So then, what are you basing off the should of? I'm Just saying Thor? that, like, well, when I th- when I think of, uh, yeah, well, I mean, comparatively, this year Thor did 122 million. Thor, if I'm looking at it in terms of a mathematical equation, Thor was X amount better than Justice League. Okay, but I mean, you're you're comparing it just to one other movie, though. So, like, if we look at like Spider-Man, for example. No, let's not look at the numbers anymore. Okay. 
Let's let's do our reviews, right, our fine. spoiler-free reviews, and then we'll get into the nitty-gritty. Okay. Let's do it. Somebody start off. Brad, how do you feel about Justice League? No spoilers. I had to actually watch it again last night to decide whether or not I liked it. Okay. okay. When I left the theater the first time, you weren't I, was, sure yet? I wasn't quite sure, but I was still in shock of something. Um which we'll, we'll get to later. We'll get to later. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I went and saw it last night again, and um, I appreciated it a little bit more than the first time, but I... It's a love-hate. It's yeah. a love-hate? It is. Okay. I love some parts of it, and I hated some parts of it, and so I'm still neutral on it. I, I completely can't. agree with that. I have a love-hate relationship with it. I think that probably somewhere there was a great, fun script. Because there are great, fun actors up there having fun with each other. And you can tell that by the way they talk to each other on and off screen. But there were too many technical issues, too many choppy bits, too many unexplained things or over-explained things that finally I was just like, God, this part sucks. Like, this shouldn't suck like this. You know, we've seen four or five other superhero movies this year, and technically this was the worst one. Story-wise, I don't know if that's true, but from a technical, like, just this editor managing a green screen, like, and it just I don't know if I agree with that. I was sad I, about that. <laughs> I definitely think it's better than Guardians Volume 2. You think Justice League is better than Guardians Volume 2? Yes. Technically. Well, that's okay, all it's, I been, said. it's been six months since I've seen Guardians 2, right? So, uh, you know, the, the technical. I remember having problems with some of those technical details. I'd have to go back and listen to our episode okay. on it. But if I'm looking at all the superhero movies as a whole this year, I definitely enjoy Justice League more than Guardians 2. That, uh, that's fair. If Justice you enjoy League it, four, I think. if you enjoy it more, that's a different thing than what I was saying. I said that I thought technically it was the worst super. I, I don't remember it well enough to okay. be honest. I'd have to go back and rewatch it. I was very disappointed in Guardians too, so I was not disappointed in Justice League. I was not disappointed in Thor Ragnarok. Um, I don't. I wasn't going to be disappointed in Spider-Man unless it was like another Spider-Man three. So it, it had the yeah. easiest sell. Spider-Man did. Um, but Ryan, what about you? Well, I actually liked it, but I feel like I liked it because of, like, the fanboy inside of me seeing this this stuff happen more than the, uh, more than anybody, like, if I was just going to see it and I was a casual superhero fan, uh, then I would have probably thought it was a mess, and there was, I think that the things that it did well, it did very well, but that the things it didn't do well, it sucked on really bad, so... Um, I mean, I'm going to go watch it again in theaters. I just got my movie pass card, so I'll be able to review nice. that sometime coming up. But I'll, I'll go see it again in theaters um, because I want to make sure I really give it a fair shake. Um, and I don't usually go see movies twice in theaters. So, But, I mean, yeah. I, I, I think if you like comic book movies and you're a DC fan specifically, you'll, you'll like it and it's worth your money. But I think if you're a casual you know, fan of the characters, I don't think you're going to like it all that much. I think it's going to be the opposite way. The okay. fanboy in me cried a little bit. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. 
don't know. I, I, but I, I, I'll I, talk I, about that. Though. I, I, I guess I, I feel like I, I was watching a different movie from from you guys. I guess. <laughs> it's same with PBS. Because so. well, because I mean, from a DC perspective, I feel like I'm I'm the, the biggest DC fanboy in the room. But Brad maybe. But like I mean, well, you don't read the discount comics. the amount of yeah, but that's, the you're not a of, fan like, of the characters. But, well, no, apparently Ryan and I just hate DC. Yeah, yeah. you're a bigger. You're more huge. Fan. Yeah. Okay. You said that yourself. Knowledge so, base, I know more than you. Yeah. So. Right. About both. About both. Yeah. We had. I feel like I watched this a complete, is the wrong podcast. I, I feel like I watched a completely different movie. That's possible. Um, I mean, a yeah, completely there, different person from us. <laughs> there, there, there are definitely some technical issues. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't have any problems with the characters or the story. I had no problems with Miller. Really? Okay. We'll, we'll get into that. All right. Yeah, so then maybe we can, we can't avoid the details any longer. So if you have not watched Justice League yet and you care about the spoilers and somehow things have not been spoiled for you yet, uh, go ahead and pause this and come back later. Um, all right, so this is the spoiler zone at this point. You have been warned. Uh, where do you guys want it's to It's going to get loud in here, so I recommend turning down your volume. <laughs> <laughs> I'll level it out. Okay, so a huge chunk of me believes that the reason that it didn't hit the numbers that it probably should have is because of some toxic fandom. I think from... Since BVS, people have done nothing but spread mm-hmm. hate about these films. They say things like, they're garbage, they're a catastrophe, Snyder's the worst. And those are sentences that make others believe that it's fact. You don't say, I think, or in my opinion. They, like... Yeah. And my issue with that is it kills things for other people. It's that logic why we didn't get a Trump three. It's that logic why we don't have good things last longer. And that bothers me. You're killing stuff off for other people. You're you're crapping on the things other people love. So Well part of it is that like there were there was a lot of that toxic fandom stuff, but there was also just a lot of straight up lies about things. Well, like yeah, the Billy Kundrup dropping out of the movie, for example, right. like that. Uh, sorry, okay. like, was a story that was floating around for a while, or how much of the movie Whedon did versus why Snyder left, and, and things of that nature. Like just a lot of stuff that was just factually not ob- objectively like, not true. My issue is the toxic fandom is no longer just the fans; it's also professional critics that are also <clears throat> behaving childishly. If oh, I don't God. if I don't like something, I don't subject myself to it. I compared this the other day where I was like, I don't like sour cream, so I don't eat it. I don't say sour cream destroyed my childhood. Like it's that's I don't make crazy sentences like that. If I don't like something, I'm not gonna go do it again. And I'll say to people who ask, Hey, I didn't like it. So Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I think that was a huge reason why Justice League did it. Too many people have spread hate about certain films that, I mean, it was kind of the issue with Ghostbusters, too. Too many men are like, oh, this movie's ruining my childhood because it's all females, and it was a mediocre film at best, and hey, women can make mediocrity too. Look at us. Well, like, there are bad movies that make money. I mean, Fur- Furious Seven made a billion dollars, and I'm a fan of that franchise, and that's a bad movie. Green Lantern. 
Yeah. Did that make money? I don't remember. It did, yeah. That was, that was a long time ago. I know so. I got some of my money, and I remember <laughs> well, that. Well, okay. I mean, there's a difference between comic book fans seeing a yeah. comic book movie and the movie itself making a lot of money, right? I'm sure that most Batman and Wonder Woman fans went to see Justice League this weekend. Probably. Um, Ryan, you have an interesting look on your face. Just letting you guys speculate about why the movie did bad. Well, I want to talk about the actual movie and review the actual movie, right? Fine, talk about the movie. I think that... Um, I'm sure all that stuff affected the box office, but I think part of it was the fact that the movie just wasn't really that great. And when people went and saw the movie on Thursday or Friday, no, they told their friends. seven months ago, and they were still saying, they were. Justice League's crap. But we're talking about the box office that actually happened, right? right? So Thursday and Friday, a lot of the hardcore fans went and saw the movie, and maybe mm-hmm. some casual fans. And then they posted on Facebook and said either, hey, it was amazing, or, okay, guys, disappointing. And I think there's a lot more of the disappointings than there were of the, it was amazing. Um, and I think that when people scroll through their social media, you know, and they see a friend yeah. that, that they trust. That is how people that, get news. That that's what happens. Most of the viewer scores are pretty decent, though. That doesn't mean anything. I mean, that's, that's the people. That's, well, hang on, hang on. You can't, say, you can't say that. I didn't say that. No, most of the viewers. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm responding to her. I'm most of responding the viewers to you. on your social media. No, I was talking about, like, actual sites. Like, oh, okay. Review sites. Like Rotten Tomatoes, for example. People want to use Rotten Tomatoes a lot. The critics hated it on Rotten Tomatoes. The last time I checked, it had an 85% from a, uh audience standpoint. So if everybody was going home and saying they didn't like the movie, they were then making up a story on the review sites that contradicted well, a that. lot of the people that like so, the movie and think that DC is is uh, <laughs> the movies are better than what they're reviewed. They're the ones that are going to go and review the movies on Rotten Tomatoes and say, "Oh yeah, this thing was a hundred percent." Whereas the guys that didn't like the movie are probably not going to care that much because it was a mediocre movie. Well, unless they just want to trash it. I mean, you you say that though, like they wouldn't do that for other films. Well, right. In, so in any I'm case, just I'm just saying like. I, I'm picking. I'm giving a specific number from a specific website. That's that's data that we have, and everything else here is just kind of you know. We also have a number it, of ninety-four so. million dollars that it made when it was you're supposed right. to be making one hundred and sixty million plus. Yeah. But um, you're, my my point is, you got annoyed that we were speculating why it made certain amounts of money, and you're speculating too. I'm speculating. So. Based on the fact <laughs> what I saw on my Facebook feed was, and okay. maybe yours is different. I'm sure yours is all DC fanboys going, guys, this is amazing, best I, thing ever. If you notice, I didn't mention my feed. I mentioned. I, I mentioned. I, I'm so. just. I say I'm saying that people actually saw the movie. Saying things like it's not that as great as I wanted it to be may have may have impacted it more than all the news trying. That certainly didn't help. I think a lot of it had to do with the way Rotten Tomatoes handled the critic reviews. If you looked at noon on Thursday, you saw zero reviews for Justice League because they were Flickster app. Because well, okay, but Rotten Tomatoes is the number one site in the world, not Flickster. So the number one site in the world hid the review because they wanted to boost their ratings on their new show that they were launching. And there were critics who came out and said that they had a problem with that. There were movie writers. Uh, one of the writers of Doctor Strange had a big problem with it. Because if you were going out and saying, what do I want to do with my weekend? Let's look and see how Justice League did. There were zero reviews just hours before opening night. And that's BS, right? That's going to impact people because that's different than basically any movie in the internet era. You should just go into it with an open mind. Well, but that's sure. People are yeah, but that's not what people do. Yeah, that's not I, how the internet works. Right. That's what, how I went into seeing Justice League, though. I had issues with and it from special. the beginning, because <laughs> primarily because of costume designs and everything. That's what really pushed me towards that I need to go and look at open mind because there was some Aquaman's costume I hated. 
So let's talk about that. Yeah. Like, we keep coming back to the money. Yeah. And yeah, I'm trying, yeah. I, I keep asking, what, what did you like or not like about the movie? So, I like that your shirt has a better Superman face than the CGI uh, that they did for Let's talk about your individual character. All we right. can start with Ben Affleck since sure. uh, his Batman kind of opens everything. Okay. So, the scene in Gotham was amazing, though. The opening? If that's what the Batman film's going to be like, I'm excited. Well, that I'm was, not even a Batman That was a Whedon scene. That was not going to be a Matt... I mean, Matt Reeves is a totally different kind of director, so I I don't know. So Batman, is, I think that this movie pretty much proved that DC has no idea what they're doing with Batman <laughs> uh, in terms of these, this cinematic universe. Um, I think this is a completely different Batman than we saw in in Batman v Superman, Superman. Yeah. and I think that uh, you know you could say he changed because Superman died and blah blah blah. But I mean, did he really change that much in such a short period of time that in now he's now joking with everybody? No, and I, 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 I think it's as simple as everybody claimed they hated Batman and BVS, so it they is. changed the character. Saying in the <laughs> so, co- just like you had a problem with Thor Ragnarok, with Thor now is yeah, comedy genius. It's the same thing. Yeah, I had a problem with Batman all yeah. of a sudden being this, and I get that that the, they were trying to respond, but. I mean, Batman was basically useless the entire movie. He wasn't smart. He wasn't... He had some gear. Like, that was he cool. Had but, uh, yeah, he had money. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean he wasn't smart? Like, he didn't... Batman is supposed to be a super intelligent tactician, and, mm-hmm. and he didn't do anything like that in this movie. You he don't think so? No. He basically sat in the final fight with a laser gun and went pew, 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 <laughs> and that was all he did. Yeah. And he I, got thrown around like a ragdoll by I Superman. I mean, he did figure out the frequency of the parademons and had them... By accident. Him, but, yeah. I mean, not by accident, he was hunting down parademons. Like, that's how the movie opened, the scene you liked yeah. so much was him hunting parademons. <laughs> so, but, 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 he, to, but he specifically knew that they fed on fear in the opening scene and was using that from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So Alfred I'm just saying, probably told him, I because that seemed to be the way that he so figured everything out, was Alfred was telling him everything. Right. So if we're going to say the characters the way they are because of off-screen stuff, I don't really know how we can have a conversation. But we don't know how he figured out that they feed on fear because that was the opening scene of the movie. Okay. So, we're, so how many on-screen stuff too? I mean, right. But in on-screen, he said that he knew that because he had been tra- He had seen them already, right? From the so, night. That might have been from the nightmare. Doesn't really scene. matter. Either, either way, he was tracking them down to find. Okay, so he did one, one or happen. two smart things in the entire movie. I don't. I mean, he was right. not. I don't know what the threshold is, but okay. Well, Ten smart things. Well, when that's basically all your character can do when you're around all these other characters that actually have useful powers, then I mean, you would he, think that he would do something more. Like, what did he do? I mean, he put together the airplane that they used throughout the movie. <laughs> so he had some yeah. money. But that's what Batman watch. always is, right? He's he's the maker of the watchtower, and he's the one who builds all the tech. Like, that's who he always is. Right, that's he's also he, the one that is the most brilliant tactician in the Justice League that also sets up and plans every single thing that they I, do. I feel like from his a tactician backup, perspective, everybody was where they were supposed to be. His backup he, plan was Lois Lane. Where were his kryptonite arrows that he well, was doing the other thing? that's the character change that they're talking about, is the idea is that he's not that same guy. Now, whether or not you buy that's irrelevant. In the movie, this is the Batman that he is now. And the point in is... In the universe, that's, you the, know, it's different. But that's, the point is, he's he's not going to fight Clark anymore. He's going to befriend Clark. And you do that not with kryptonite. You do that with uh, his human connection, which is Lois. Right? That's the thing that... The movie had to do something. They either had to keep the Batman that everybody claimed they hated, or make the Batman that everyone claimed they wanted. And that's what they did, is they did the latter. I so... That's fine. Batman or Superman. That's fine. But my point is, is that's that's what he was doing. So the character was consistent in Justice League for the character that they were told everybody wanted. So he, instead of fighting Superman, he befriends Superman. That's the whole point. Okay. 
I mean, you don't, have to, you don't have to like it, but no, that's what it was. I, I, I get so, that that's what they were going for, but it didn't make sense in the continuity of the character. Like, I mean, I, just, I guess I just didn't like how how far they went. They can't decide which way they want to go with well, that. Well, I think they, I think they did If decide. this is the decision that they went with, I'm going to be disappointed because I don't think that's that this fine. was fun. He looked bad in the suit. There were scenes, like, on that rooftop scene, which I thought was cool, too. He looked fat, like, just out and out, like, like bloated Batman when he was mm-hmm. looking over the edge. Yeah. It did not look... Like, I mean, I don't know if that was a reshoot or something, and he had well, it's a stopped scene, working so out. So it was done towards the end, but... I it, mean, it looked very different, like, than the rest of the Batman. I don't know. I guess I okay. just didn't love a lot about Batman in this movie. I thought it was one of the worst Batmans that we've had on screen personally. Obviously, you disagree, which is fine. But, I, I mean, I did not like Batman in this movie at all. With this character, like, Bruce Wayne, Batman, has always been, like, this, like, stern person where he's like, I have a plan for a plan. And yet, but Derek's point is that this is the continuity in this movie. So that's I know, I know, but no, 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 that's not the, that's not what I said. What I said was was that everybody complained and bitched and whined about the too dark Batman and BVS. So Warner Brothers said, "Fine, we'll give you the Batman you keep saying you want," and that's what they did. So this is an example of one of the, this was an example of the production company trying to give the fans what they claimed they wanted when they destroyed BVS. Now those same fans want to complain that they got what they asked for. It's just disingenuous. Right, so like Batman, don't like Batman. This is the production company trying to do what the fans asked for. It's just that the conversation that they have with the creation cube or the changing cube, the mother box. Yeah, the mother box, but they call this something else. The one that the, the, the humans had. Oh, when they're all the, connected? No, the oh, one that right. Cyborg yeah, had. The name. one when yeah. they're talking about where Bruce they brings had up. Another name We're gonna they go. didn't know the name was Mother Box. Yeah, they didn't. It was like yes. Oh, his dad. The change like, Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, but it's like that conversation between Bruce and Diana. I felt like the dialogue should have been swapped. She should have been like, "Hey, we can bring him back," and he should have been like, "No, that's a horrible idea." But that—that's the whole point, though. The end of BBS is that he regrets fighting Superman. Like, that's the whole point. Regrets. Yeah, his greatest superpower is guilt. <laughs> that's what he like should have said when when Flash got in the car. Was what's your superpower? Guilt. <clears throat> but it, but it's not. He realized the, Batman is the only human in the conversation, right? Everybody else is a superhero. He's not a superhero. We can label him that all we want, but he's still just a dude with gadgets, right? So, so he's a dude with gadgets. No, he is the gadgets. <laughs> okay, he's connected to the internet. It's very different. My point is though that that Batman is is the human there. He is the humanity for the Justice League in this universe. He wasn't painted that way in the cartoons, he hasn't been painted that way in the comic books, but that's the direction that they're going in these movies, is he is the human in the, in the room. And because of that, he learned in BVS that killing and fi- fighting Superman and trying to kill Superman was a mistake, that the world needed him. Right? That was the lesson learned at the end of the movie. So how'd you guys think about Wonder Woman? Did you guys like Gal? I always liked Gal as Wonder Woman. I think I like she's her. she's still one of my favorite parts of these movies, regardless. Um, I think that I, I like the idea that they positioned her to be the leader of the team. I think that's a nice direction to take it because her movie's done the best. Well, her movie's done the best. I mean, from a marketing perspective, I get it. But like, Superman has been the leader for a very long time, and I like the idea of switching it up and have it be somebody else for a change. Yeah. Definitely. And it should still be one of the Trinity, of course, but I like that it's Wonder Woman because Batman doesn't really want that role. Even though he's putting the team together. Because he's the tactician, remember? And he fa- <laughs> he figured out that 
all these people exist. No, superhero Facebook told him. <laughs> yeah. Quick time, he's quick time still, movies sent via email taught him that all these what, people exist. I don't want to rehash BBS too much here. He still had to track everybody down. He still had to convince everybody to, to come in. Right? That wasn't easy to do. They had trouble tracking these people down in Justice League. Okay? And he was still able to accomplish that. So that, that's still something that he did in the film. Um, but Wonder Woman was good. I thought she was great. I liked her battling Steppenwolf. I liked that they showed more of her powers, that mm-hmm. she's very, very fast. For example, like in the, uh, the, the museum scene. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, I loved the, the little lines they gave her. That was one of my favorite was some of the dialogue. Uh, when she was first talking to Cyborg. And I love that she was the one to go and meet Cyborg, to be honest. Uh, but she said something regarding that she would have stopped him in the woods if he was going to attack. I, oh yeah, I would have attacked you by the lake. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The fact that she knew and she just ignored it, like it. I, I like those little nuances they put in there about her. But yeah, when she was fighting Steppenwolf, she didn't relent. She didn't stop. She just kept going and going and going. And I was like, no, that's cool. That's something you don't see. And like 25 years ago, the Justice League would have had her like pinned or tied up, and they all would have rescued her. But here she's like a freight engine just going at this dude. I'm I'm still unclear. Can she fly in the DCEU? I don't know. She could just jump really high? I was going to say, because there's that scene where she, like, jumps really high and throws the thing up, but then there's the scene where she's, like, stabbing the sword through the crawler to stay afloat. And I'm like, you can fly, can't you? At the end of Wonder Woman, she... She jumps up to fight Ares, and she stays there. She For floats. a long time. Yeah. So no. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know if she can fly or not. Like, she could have... That could have, like, fixed, like, a lot of things in the movie if she was flying. I feel like she's supposed to be able to fly, but maybe she just doesn't do it. Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to see her and Cal fly together. That'd be cool. Yeah. Thoughts on Wonder Woman? You guys are going to hate me for everything I have to say. <laughs> so, listen, well, I think Ryan really is being re- the, the <laughs> part of Ryan is being replaced with the Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> critic score. Um, I, I, some of the stuff, the stuff you guys mentioned, I thought about her was really great. I really loved the museum scene, seeing her with the bracers, like, yes. and the automatic weapons. Because a lot of people have been debating for a long time how she would handle automatic weapons. And, you know, that kind of showed it. And it was really cool seeing that, that super speed. I feel like you could tell a huge difference between the fact that the, this was male directors and that Wonder Woman was female, a female director because there was a lot more shots that were just like, look at this pretty woman, <laughs> or like upskirt shots. Like, how many of those do we need in one movie? I mean, every single dude pretty much like saw her and was just like, Whoa. Yeah. And no, I, I think that she's more than that. Yeah. Well, she wasn't treated that way in Wonder Woman. No. And I think she was treated that way, whether it was on purpose or just like, I. The, the instinct for the guys was this is where she should be. I don't know. I'm not trying to accuse anybody of sexism or anything yeah. like that. But I think that there was more like, just look at this pretty girl shots mm-hmm. than there needed to be. And there was that, way less of that in Wonder Woman. So fair. that part was a little jarring for yeah. me. No, that's I, definitely, you're I, I totally right. That. Yeah. In Wonder Woman, you know, Steve Trevor, like, he notices everyone's beautiful with the mascara <laughs> and that kind of thing. And then, uh, Oh, Sammy. Mm-hmm. It was just part of his character, so. But nobody else, like Chief, didn't do that. And yeah. I completely agree. I will say that uh, the Amazonian comparison is a total um, red herring. People yeah. are getting mad for no reason. 
I didn't notice. Just another negative drama thing to yeah. draw that's what you were to keep people away from. The yeah, movie. I did it in the scene with the Amazons. With on the all the armors. Yeah. yeah, there was. And I only noticed like maybe four or five of them wearing that armor because I, I looked for that last night when I was watching it. Yeah. My girlfriend mentioned that they changed the costumes and it's it's more revealing. And I'm like, you have the two like barbarian women that are holding up that gate at the end, and I saw maybe like two others and they have bows. And they're so, the same. The same amount of women wore uh, crop tops or just halters and had their midriffs exposed in Wonder Woman too. Yeah. So I I thought it was very. There's also the one Amazon that had like almost Wonder Woman looking armor. It was yeah. like red. I thought that was really cool. So, like I want to oh, yeah. know a little bit about what the armor itself. As a prop guy, I want to know like you what is the significance. The for you know, I want to know the significance. Like, do if they're a better warrior, do they get like the yeah, red and blue, they, they or like do the you know barbarian cool. type characters get like the the midriff bear, like, is there a, is there a, is like a class classified armor, by the way, yeah. yeah, that's I, what I would like. That's a good point. I mean, I thought that was kind of interesting because I, I didn't really feel like the, the Amazonian part, like, really had any stylistic issues. So yeah. I thought they looked pretty much exactly the yeah. same. So, so that was a weird complaint. Before we move on to another character, then, uh, what do you guys think about that one scene? The first scene where Steppenwolf came down to Earth, where it was the gods, the lanterns, the Atlanteans, mm. the... I have a lot to was say. Was it lanterns or lanterns? I only lantern. saw one. There was I one. thought I saw two. It I'm did sorry. say that, like, men came from the sky to help, too. And yeah. So, I mean, if maybe there was more than one, but they really only I showed I mean, theoretically, one. there could have been two, because there's two per sector. If they really thought Steppenwolf was a big deal, they could have sent more. But, but if they thought one. he was a big deal, then why didn't they send him for round two? Yeah. I well, <laughs> yeah, that's no. where the fanboy died. Well, yeah. Zack Snyder's vision of the movie was happening. There were two lanterns that show up at the end of the movie, but to meet Batman, which I'm glad that scene was cut because that makes no sense. I would have just liked to have seen the outfit, the like, costume design. Look, yeah. but that's about the only thing I would have liked. Seeing Kilowog yeah. on screen would have been really cool, but to the, the lantern showing up to talk to Batman, I'm not no. No. Yeah, I'm not buying it because and I mean, like, I, don't get me wrong. I understand the logic behind Batman could wield a ring. I don't think right? they were going to be approaching but, Batman to like give him a ring. I think they were going to be approaching Batman to just like about what just happened and I mean, maybe let him know that there's. Sorry, other we there. were out doing something to explain their absence in the movie, yeah. and. And like everybody's now we're gonna talk to you about the Justice League initiative. <laughs> <laughs> Killong had a patch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would have been lame, I think. So I'm kind of glad like that was cut. There are some scenes I wish they hadn't have cut, but I'm glad that was cut because I just think it would have been okay. that would have been excessive fan service. Overall, that scene I thought was probably one of the, my favorite ones in the movie. It was very I fun to watch. That. And I kind of thought that that was the Wizard Shazam with the lightning, and then I was like, no, it's Zeus. Like, Dang it! Why couldn't have been the Wizard Shazam? But that's Shazam. the thing. That's the thing. Zeus breaks open. The mother boxes, like, he separates them with a lightning bolt. You have Flash. Why didn't he just bam? And you didn't have to use lightning. To be fair, we don't know that Flash can throw lightning yet. He's still pretty young. So. I also have He's also not the Flash yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we don't really know that he can do that. It's fine. He can die. Because remember, when this movie starts, like, he's like, I just, I just run really fast and push people and run away, right? But he he acknowledges the speed force. Well, because he had to come up with a name for what it is. Right? I mean, that was a throwaway line, but he still doesn't really know what he's doing yet. So yeah, yeah, because they made him a sure, I'll talk about the flash. So, made I was going to say something once more about that. I have a theory that the three gods they showed in that scene are the three gods that give Shazam his power. 
it three was three of the seven. Yeah, it yeah. was Zeus. Because they might minimize it down yeah. for you know just scene and stuff like that. But yeah, I thought yeah, if all six showed up, that would have been kind of who were the gods? I know I mean, it was cool. Zeus because I was looking at well, the Zeus is one Artemis because she had a bow and yeah. arrow. Yeah, it's one for fire. every letter of Shazam. So they yeah. they all start with the, the letters. It was a cool scene. Don't get me wrong. I felt like it may it, it, it was a little quick, so I'm sure that was on purpose, right? So, so they didn't have to put too much detail into everything that was going on. They they had to explain but, it. They had to give the exposition, yeah. like why Aquaman and Wonder Woman know about the mother box, but the others don't, and that kind of Bruce thing. Bruce should have just called her and be like, "Hey, so you've been around for a while. Do you know anything about these boxes?" Also, why did the parademons explode into shapes of mother boxes? Like yeah. that was. Yeah. <laughs> That? that was weird. Yeah, yeah, remember that's how Batman sees the boxes. He's like, oh, 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 like it's, it's so yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand why they did that. I don't remember that being in any of the comic book no. adaptations. I mean, I haven't read the comic books, but it wasn't in War well, or any of those. When it I die, that's how I want to You want to explode yeah. in the shape of three mother boxes? Into a giant conspiracy, you have to right. go find three tokens. And We're willing to do tokens. that. Um, so yeah, let's talk Ezra Miller and Flash. He sucks. Oh, you poor thing. They made him a coward, and I hate him. They didn't make him a so coward, much. they made him a rookie. I mean, I, look, if, if you can go, if you can be a guy who's really never been in a real battle before. As far as and, I know, he's only fought Captain Boomerang at this point. Yeah. So so if you take a guy like that who looks pretty young and is very inexperienced and literally throw him into a war with aliens, with the, the, the super gods, and you're totally composed in that, I worry about some of your personality traits. <laughs> Ares, Ares was another one. Yeah. Okay, it was Zeus, well, Ares, Athena, sorry, Poseidon, and all the rest. Oh wait, just kidding. All right. just and all the rest. and all the rest. Yeah, <laughs> but no, they. I didn't like his costume. I liked it. I liked it if it was something that he made. But I was still holding on. That's why I haven't built that costume yet. It's because I was holding on to them making him a second costume that I thought was going to be in the film. And well, what's wrong with the costume? It's just the armor plating. It just doesn't seem like it makes sense. It makes more sense than the TV show the explanation. Heating. I disagree with but, that. Well, it's a he's wearing like a fireman suit that somehow can handle speeds of like a thousand miles per hour for friction. Like that doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't make sense that his legs are never taped, but it still happens. Okay? But my point. Oh, like, did you see how? <laughs> <laughs> did you see how Flash runs in this movie though? He he swings his arms out like this. I That's was not the final that. scene. Oh, I was Flash is like one of my favorites. So no, that's I what don't. I was looking forward to on destroying him in this because I didn't like his costume, but yeah, the way he runs was stupid. It was ridiculous that he was like a well, the competitive ice dancing came out. <laughs> I like the costume. I thought the explanation for it made more sense than any other well, version of Flash. Well, he was like, he was so, like, oh, whatever. It's made out of the same material the shuttle's made out yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. I Which, thought that was good, but I then thought, oh, look, Bruce is analyzing this suit. He's going to make him a Yeah, but he's not Tony Stark, so then everybody doesn't get a brand new suit. He bought the bank made. to get the farm back, which was stupid. Just buy the farm. I think it was more of a joke to say that he can buy the whole I thing. I think it was yeah, also it's just like back when, to the uh, when in the Nolan verse he was like, I bought this hotel or whatever. I yeah, bought the restaurant. The whole thing. Yeah, yeah, the restaurant. Yeah. yeah, but like, I mean, Avengers has the thing where Tony makes everybody a brand new suit in every movie, and that's fine, and they look really good, so we're cool with it. 
DC doesn't have to do the exact same thing. And I'm glad that they're not. I like the idea that they have a suit, and Wonder Woman's suit is the same suit. Wonder Woman <laughs> hasn't changed in three Well, and that, there's a reason for that. I mean, that's yeah. her Amazonian armor. That yeah. was right. like the possessed armor of a god or whatever that they had in the first movie that the explanation it was held in the hall of gods yeah. or whatever but if we if we came in and halfway through the movie bruce is like hey hey barry look what i got for you there's a brand new flash suit that would have been lame i mean <laughs> at, the, at the end of the movie not halfway through because that makes no sense you wouldn't have time to or do just in the next movie this. maybe but, yeah, maybe movie, it, but like in this movie it would have just taken up extra time yeah. for nothing i guess Another thing, (laughs) away from the costume, away from the costume, the way that Ezra Miller portrayed Barry, I just, I hated. I was watching the San Diego Comic-Con panel with them, and as soon as Ezra started talking, I was like, oh, please don't be bringing yourself into the character, and that's what I feel like he did. I felt like he was a child that needs to be put on Ridlin. and I mean, yeah, everything's going by him super slow, so he's always talking fast, because... That's how his powers work, but I mean, I guess it goes back to the rookie aspect. But I was assuming a more mature Barry Allen, and he didn't get his powers from working in the crime lab because he didn't work. He hasn't worked in the crime lab yet. No, I mean, obviously they they retconned his story and yeah. had a throwaway line. But I mean, they changed Cyborg's origin a bit too, and um, I mean that doesn't really bother me a whole lot because their origins have changed over time in different yeah. variations. What about you guys? Uh, I didn't. I didn't like the costume when I saw it on a mannequin at San Diego Comic Con, but it, it didn't bother me nearly as much in the movie. As far as the character itself, um, I thought uh, maybe for different reasons than you, but I just found him kind of annoying and like he was trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, there were certain scenes that it was that that I liked involving him, but mostly it was just like him making shocked faces all the time, and that was like ninety percent of his character. Yeah. And I know that a lot of people like Flash, and I could see that for some people, why some people would like him. For me, I just felt like it was Ezra Miller trying, Miller trying really hard to make somebody funny. And I feel and like he it. was trying to compete with Brand. I didn't get that at all, but I Gustin? he was trying to do something totally different. Yeah. Maybe that would be what I would say if, if it was anything. But I mean, if you told me that like one was Barry Allen and one was some like Wally West or something like that, would make just as much sense because I don't see them being the same. Yeah, they're not. Even yeah, I would good. see Ezra more as Wally than I would see him as Barry. Right. I will say I liked him more as Barry than I did as Flash. Um, I I don't like the costume, not because of the suit. I don't like how pointy the head is. It goes. Yeah, back it is kind of weird. The cone point. in the back yeah. or whatever. It's the aerodynamics. I, yeah, I don't like Which, that. Which that I get. <laughs> like how that he's cool with. No, 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 no. That helmet design I understand. I didn't say that I liked it. But uh, I liked his interactions with his dad. That was. See, I didn't. Good. Oh, gosh, like I wish I could have got. Like I got nothing emotional from that for me at all. It was so rushed. Oh, I get from Billy Crudup. <laughs> like he's a great actor, but I just didn't. Like I wanted to care more about that for the Flash movie. I feel like that all the characters had a small moment that was supposed to lead into a solo movie, but that didn't. I was not emotionally That's invested fair. in that they, at all. They really. John Wesley Ship kind of killed it in the TV show. I, I do feel like Billy was trying to channel yeah. John Wesley Ship and. I'm totally biased because I absolutely love John Wesley Shipp and his Flash TV show, as corny as it may have been, I really, truly loved. Um, but I thought Billy did a really good job. But I think that the real problem with, with those scenes, the same with kind of the origin for Cyborg and with Aquaman, is all, a lot of that stuff, and in Aquaman's case, most of it, were cut from the film. And so you got kind of these bits and pieces that were left from it, and I think... And it didn't work. And it didn't, yeah, it, 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 it did not have the emotional impact that we were hoping for. I think Cyborgs did better, but we also had yeah. more of it. 
I love Cyborg. Let's channel into him. Ray Fisher. As soon as Ray Fisher opened his mouth to speak, I was like, yes, you are Cyborg. This works for me. And I I didn't like the way his suit was CGI'd when we first saw Stills, but throughout the whole thing, it just kind of grew on me. And by the end, when he created his chest plate that we're all really familiar with, I loved it. I love that moment. That's a very bittersweet moment for me. That's, That's a bittersweet moment because that looked amazing. And I'm incredibly concerned we're never going to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hated the, the Transformer. Was I thought it was fine. I, I, I liked that. It, it got better as it went on, I thought. It looked more, the idea was it looked more alien until he found his humanity in it, right? And then he can, can, take, can okay. take control of it. It's symbolic, right? So I, I loved him. I thought he was great, and I, I wish, I, I really want his movie. I want to see what they do with it. I found him, like, not an insult on Ezra Miller, because I thought he was fine. But I really liked Ray Fisher, yeah. and I really liked Cyborg. Everybody kept saying that Ezra or Jason were going to be the standouts, and for me it was Ray. And I yeah. real, I had a, just a really good time watching him on screen, hearing him talk about what it was like being Cyborg now. I like his character because he's really the one who has the most to struggle with in this movie. Because everybody else is already... Dead parents! That's struggle. Come on. <laughs> He's had him for a while. Parents have his friends. Yeah. He's been, he's, been <laughs> Batman. he's been Batman for 20 years. Like, at this point, he's had his time to, to get over that. But Ray's had, but, like, his entire life ripped from him. Totally. And he feels like Frankenstein's monster at this point. He feels like he can't control himself, which I thought was cool that they brought that in a few times, like the, yeah. the, the suit's defense mechanisms and stuff. I like that. Okay. It's I mean, it's been used in sci-fi it was, before. It was cool when it was Blue Beetle doing it in Young Justice, yeah. but I didn't have as much. You're not going to see Blue Beetle in a DCEU movie anytime soon. Never say never. I, I say I'm waiting for that Blue Beetle Booster Gold team up. Look, you know, I like Blue Beetle a lot. Right, Young Justice is great. I love all the animated stuff. So, like, trust me, if they want to do a Booster Gold in a, in a uh, Blue Beetle movie, I think, I think my problem with that was more for because of the other side. But I'll get into that when we start talking about soups. Um, Cyborg for me, the other side of that fight. Oh, oh, sorry. Um, Cyborg for me, like at first when he was like walking around in the hoodie, he's like all emo. I was like, nah, I'm not gonna like this guy. But he got a lot better, and and I did actually like him. He was for me a character that stood out. I, I definitely agree with that. I think, his best character I think he could have used more development, but I, yeah, well, yes. but especially because yes. they're not, they haven't really ever been talking about doing a cyborg movie. They talked about it once. 2020, I, it's on the yeah, docket. It's supposed to, so it was originally, but then they kind of like, no, never it's, said anything it's, about they it. have a logo for it. It's supposed to come out the same year as the Green Lantern Corps movie, which is where, sure those will that's, happen. that's where they put the movies that they're like, well, we don't really ever have to do these. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause for some reason we're getting the Shazam, a Shazam movie first. Like, soon. How dare you? So, look, I don't have a problem with Shazam, but he is, like, very similar to Superman. So, Cyborg wears is not. a hood, okay? Cyborg is not. <laughs> He's also a baby trapped in a human <laughs> man's body. So. I'm not trying to insult Shazam, and I love Zachary Levi, and that casting makes me super excited for it. But if you had, if I had to like rank the movies I want to see, Cyborg would be above Shazam. It is now because well, I've seen wrong. Ray okay. Fisher as Cyborg, you know. So now I want to see more of him, and I don't see them doing, you know, uh, Justice League Two and Cyborg. Um, I guess before a Titans movie or something. Well, Titans is getting a TV show. I know, yeah, but Cyborg's so, not in. But that. is it DC? No, right. I don't think they're gonna do a Titans movie. Before he gets his own. No, I just think Cyborg is the chance to bring in characters like Starfire and Raven. And obviously, if Dick yeah. Grayson is going to have a film before that or be brought in before oh, that. Oh, casting it. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I mean, he might show up in Whedon's Batgirl film. That's true. That makes sense to me. One thing I really liked about Ray Fisher, just one, one more point, is that that was the riskiest casting choice because he was... Only he, a stage actor. Exactly. He had never been in a single movie. He had only been in stage performances. And, and I commercials. Think, okay. I think that that was a really great pick. It so ended up I, I appreciate that. Working out. Yeah. Just like Gal did. Gal was a huge leap of faith, you know? Well, at least she, she had been in a couple movies in well, these films. Well, so. was like background in Fast and Furious. No, it's true. You're, you're totally so, right. So, just, anyway, I, I just wanted so to point that out. So let's move on to Momoa. I almost yeah. jumped back into are you some more Captain Marvel with you, but mm-hmm. that's not my time for the, that. The original Captain Marvel? Uh, anyway. Yes. Jason Momoa played Aquaman. Mm-hmm. I thought he was fine. I mean, I think they had a, he had the tallest order of you know, bad history. Yeah, Aquaman has such a terrible reputation thanks to Super Friends. People still use the Aquaman talk to fish thing. And I mean, they used the joke in the I movie. know. <laughs> I, I feel like Ben Affleck used it, though, to get a rise out of him to see if he was going to join that way. Like, yeah. But that's kind of our tactic. Like, hey, I'm going to make fun of you till you hang out with me. <laughs> like, that's, that's our way of hanging out with each other, and you shouldn't do that when you want to fight a war. <laughs> Just he was trying to provoke him. He was trying to provoke him. I thought he was fine. I thought that uh, his powers were pretty well handled with. I, I liked you know, him you know, pushing the sea back when they were trying to escape, but he couldn't quite handle it. I like the idea that he doesn't have complete supreme well, he's still control. He's part human. And right. it also shows that like he's he's just now taking over the King of the Sea role. So I have a feeling his Aquaman film is going to be prior to this, prior to these events, instead of after? Well, no, no, no. It's so it, some of it definitely takes place after. Because, okay. so for everybody who got mad that his trident was on a trident, that's not his trident. I was going to say, because he so, wasn't able to use it to help control the he gets water his, yeah, he's, He gets his trident in his movie. He, has, he hasn't earned it yet, or hasn't gotten it. I think his mother probably has it still, because she's the queen, and he gets it from her later. So, that's my... My little piece of detail about people were really mad about that when they showed the first photos of them and like whatever. But. They had <laughs> like the new fifty two trident, yeah. But it, it's still a pitchfork, right? And I mean that's fine. I mean, if that's something you want to be mad about, you're, you're entitled to. But it just seems kind of weird. So anyway, I think uh, I had problems with Aquaman in this too. Big surprise, right? I mean, I, no, I did too. I think that um, what I was scared about when they first released that first trailer of him, like, they had to go such a far direction with him to make him cool. I think that they went too far. Mm-hmm. And, like, he doesn't need to be, like, chugging a whiskey and throwing it on the ground and, like, yeah! Like, all the time. That's basically, like, 90% of what he does in the movie, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that, that was my, Like, Aquaman is, is a really cool character if you don't know By Super itself, Friends. Yeah. yeah. You don't need to, like, go this so, so far to make him cool. Like, Jason Momoa has the look. You don't need to... I think he has a good look for Aquaman. Maybe it's not com- completely comic book accurate, but I think he has the look to pull it off. Well, the comic book accurate was going to be a problem, right? Because in the comic books, there's, his suit designs are still kind of reminiscent of the like, Super Friends. The suit doesn't bother me. And so. his facial hair, he looks like Thor. Either the old Thor with the very long hair and the goatee, or the very new Thor with the short hair. It, mm-hmm. He would look like Thor. He would end up looking like a Hemsworth. And I, I like that they, they kind of based him stylistically a little bit more off of the Justice League cartoon version, but mm-hmm. then, like, you know... They let him keep his natural hair color, yeah. and that was a huge The way change. he looked was fine. I didn't yeah, have yeah. any problem with the way he looked. I'm talking most, mostly about his 
actual character in the movie. And I think part of that, again, it's similar to Flash, where he isn't actually Aquaman yet, mm. right? He's just this guy who's been given this responsibility that he doesn't really want, and he's got daddy issues and all that type of thing. His mommy issues more than anything. Yeah. Well, his dad abandoned him, right? Was was part of it, too. So, so was it? wasn't it? Or did I get it backwards? His mom abandoned his him. His mom abandoned yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. He said that he loved... She left him. Sorry, her other way around. Mommy yeah, issues. Yeah. You know, whatever. The point. The point is that like Marvel. most most of these characters are not. You know, Flash, Cyborg, and Aquaman. They're not who they are going to be. Maybe yet. that's so, but I still have yeah. a problem with the character in the movie the way that's, he's that's fine. That's fine. I thought he was a little exaggerated. If he toned just every single behavior bit down, would have been fine. Like he's he was like this bouncer surfer dude, and. I'm okay with Aquaman finally having a sense of humor because he does not take anything <laughs> out. So I'm okay with him making the my man comment here and there. Maybe but the problem was that every character had a sense of humor and you kind of need a straight man and they didn't really have a straight yeah. man. I guess Wonder Woman was the closest thing. Cyborg was. Cyborg started joking by the end. By the end of it. Booyah. By, by the big fight. Yeah, booyah. Oh my god. Shut up. That was cool. No, it wasn't. Because it didn't, like, I get it for a fan fan of the character, it's cool, but that didn't make any sense in the context of the yeah. movie. It was just a stupid throwaway line for fan service. They just won. Why wouldn't yeah. he say something? Well, if they, had, if they had, like, he said this when he was a high school, or a college football player or whatever, then... It, then I would have gotten with it because you want that in the news? Headline? No, but if they, they had a, they had a scene originally that had him playing football. That's true. And yeah. it was in the trailers. And if they had had that scene, and, and when he scored a touchdown, he said "booyah," or there was some reference to where this was a line for him. Yeah, sure. Like but a, that in the context of the movie, it was just a thing he said randomly that was so out outrageous. But I think that's I, I think again like. You're taking it in the context of, of the trailer, right? If the trailer didn't exist, though, and you just have the movie... I still thought it was ridiculous. Yeah, I, I know you thought it was ridiculous. But, again, it's him finding his humanity at the end of the movie, right? And saying the, the phrase that he is known for saying in the cartoons and everything. Like, okay. it's part of who the character is. It I worked for you. Had the it didn't work for me. I mean, it's, no, it's I, I, I get that. You keep I, trying to explain these things that, yes, they work for you as a fan. And I mean, it, for I, me, they didn't work. I, that's fine. They don't have to work for you. But if something didn't work for you, I am allowed to explain why it worked for me. Sure, but you're explaining the con- like I'm wrong about. You're what not I'm wrong. Saying. Okay. You don't have to like it. All right. So we all agree that Booyah was a mixed bag for the for the people at this table. Yes, it was a mixed bag. Um, so what was your least favorite part of the credits? Because no, I think the credits were really controversial. Let's move on. <laughs> we haven't talked about soups. We need to talk yes, about soups. Yes, we need to talk about soups. Bye, talk all about right, soups. so poor soups. And oh, Paramount Pictures, like, you're going to shut down production for Mission Impossible because Tom Cruise has a weak ankle, but... Well, he does he, do all of his own stunts. He can't <laughs> shave his face during that time. Like, unless he was, like, that growing way. out for a charity or something, then I would understand. I would be like, okay, yeah. But the fact that you just don't want to shave your ugly mustache because it looks horrible. See, I, I gotta be completely honest. If we hadn't been told about it, I think I would have just thought, huh, why does his face look weird? And that would have been the end of the conversation. I, did for like, I didn't notice the first, like, the first time seeing it, but last night I was like, wow, this is kind of horrible. I felt like they just, they had a really bad editor and they just took his mouth and moved it up. Like, did you guys, I just thought it was 3D or 2D? No, 2D. 2D. Okay. I, tried to, I heard it was worse in 2D than it was in 3D. Or whatever, whatever like, the, the better version was, it was better in that supposedly it looked better. And well, it was I really obvious in 2D. It's so possible I they pro- edited it in 3D and did not touch it. Like, just, I guess. 
I don't know. I, I guess it depends, because like I, I would prefer to see it in Dolby because that's my favorite way to watch movies right now. So I'm curious to see how it would look in that. I didn't get to see it that way. Um, I thought it looked shiny. I didn't think his mouth was in the wrong spot. His chin just looked extra large. Did it? Yeah. I, didn't, I just thought it looked flat. It looked it it looked flat. Like there was no lips there. It was flat when he was on the farm. He's on the farm talking. Well, it's, o- it's only in the reshoots, so which was ninety percent of the soup stuff, at least. Well, and the opening, and the opening also. scene, I thought it like the first time seeing, it, I thought it was all CGI. Yeah, yeah. which scene? I actually love that scene. The, the opening the, scene the, where he does the, the podcast. Well, yeah. When so that, that happened, I also thought that it was one of the <laughs> scenes. So that was definitely something that was recorded much later, because um, he added that scene. Um, but it's hard. It's hard to kind of tell because I think throughout mo- like most of the movie, I didn't notice it. I only noticed it in a few places. So. I noticed, noticed it when he like got resurrected, stuff. which was stupid on its own. His whole resurrection was stupid? Yeah. Because, the, because the way to leave it off at, Bat, at the end of Batman vs. Superman, you see the, the dirt above his... Yeah, that was weird, but again, that's, that's uh, this is its own movie, and that's what the fanboys wanted, right? Or something like that. Well, that's what Derek's going to say. No, it wasn't what I was going to say. I was going to say that Snyder probably was going to have just soup show up, and then somebody the told him that sounds stupid. Soup or something like you that, know? probably. And they were like, well, that, how, why does he just show up? Right? Yeah, they have like, to dig him up, but in the previous movie, yeah, his like, things were levitating about It's like, okay, yeah. guys, come on, let's figure Plus, this out. Plus, he has a giant gaping hole in his chest from where the Doomsday yeah. spike <laughs> went through it, and that magically is fixed. It's not fixed. He has a different suit. It heals oh, it's, it's in healed. the amniotic yeah. fluid. Yeah, exactly. Right. That entire thing is a womb? Like, how no. weird is that? It's a regeneration matrix. I mean, don't get me wrong, that, that was a problem from BVS, and they're like, well, it's already there, so we might as well use it. Like, yes. Yes, that was bad. <laughs> and know, Aquaman was like, I'll get into this amniotic fluid or whatever that stuff is I called. I think it was right weird up. that it was him. But he's the water guy, so. <laughs> <laughs> See, my thought was uh, uh, Batman, Bruce didn't want to do it just in case he, like, woke up right there. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, believe it or not, my biggest problem with Suits was not the CGI mustache. Although I think that that was a big problem. If his character and everything about him had been good other than that, I would have been fine with it. And I did like that opening scene uh, with him and the podcasters or whatever. Um, My biggest problem with him was that basically there's no reason for the Justice League once he's around because he literally does everything better. Other than Cyborg, he literally does everything better than every other member of the Justice League. He's stronger than Wonder Woman. He's faster than Flash. Except in the comic books, they address that Flash is faster multiple times. So we we don't know that he's faster than Flash. I mean, they do show that, like, he can keep up with Flash at the very least. Yeah, I mean... No, no, no. In the scene when, like, the eye tracking happens and he's fighting, he's, like, a tiny amount slower than Flash. It's almost, you know... I mean, again, though, you have, like... Peak Superman, but you don't have peak Flash. This was the first time they used the ice breath in the DCE. I know, that was cool. I like that. I thought it was fun. I like ice breath. They don't use ice breath. I just hate how they nerfed every other member of the Justice League. Because Wonder Woman, like, her her headbutting him should have, like, really screwed him up. Like, she was, but it was her trying not to hurt him, right? It's like, okay. it's it's like, just like Cyborg was trying not to hurt him with his arm blast, right? Except that his suit was not under control of him anymore, well, so... I mean, that's a little... I, I took the Wonder Woman trying to fight Superman to be very similar to Civil War, where, like, they don't really want to hurt each other, right? She wants them... Like, she wants to help him and be friends with him. And so was Cyborg's arm cannon that weak on him and the... I don't know. I, I don't re- recall Cyborg shooting Superman If we're going on comic book so. canon, Aquaman, Superman, and Wonder Woman all have very comparable strength. In Wonder Woman's sword and Aquaman's trident can both pierce 
his skin, yeah. although he doesn't have the trident in this movie, yeah. right. so that's argu- that's that's debatable. Because it's not a magic trident, it's right. just a weapon. It's just a, yeah, it, well... It's, well, Wonder Woman is supposed to be so sharp that yeah. it can, because it, it's sharpened by the gods or something, that it can pierce the Tony and atoms but, at the well, level. Well, the thing is, this is it. This sword is not. Like, we have no proof that this is. In the movie context, we don't. I guess that's true, yeah. 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 Uh, but, but the anyway. god killer was destroyed, so. That's true. And but that one wasn't even mentioned. Literally, like, the entire like, league would fight uh, Steppenwolf. <laughs> And and get their butts kicked by him, but then Superman comes in and he can like tank blows from him and knock him out with one. Punch. It's like okay, but that, I mean that's that's that is fairly accurate though. Like in, in, in Wonder Woman is supposed it, to be on the same strength level as Superman, I, basically. Uh, it it depends on what on the like not literally punching strength. She had way more endurance. I think she could have easily taken that mother box hit just as well, if not better than he could. She's a better fighter. Like in a hand, in like in a straight up fight, she's a better fighter. Except she's than not he because she got her butt kicked by him. But she didn't. It's just like, yeah, like I'm saying, it's the exact same thing as Civil War. They don't really want to hurt each other, right? Except he did really well, he want wants to hurt her. her. She doesn't really want to hurt him. She's yeah. not hitting him as hard as she can. She's not fighting as hard as she can because she's trying to get him to calm down. That's why she apologizes to him before she tries to hurt him. Like, she doesn't want to hurt him. I will say that I'm finally happy to see him. A happy. By the end, I liked. I liked Superman. My problem was not that part. No, it was just the fact that he was better at everything. His, than everybody. his personality, yeah. like they made him the happy Boy Scout that we've been wanting. We everybody's have been saying since Man of Steel, like, oh, everybody he's so hates dark. Snyder's take. But that was that was the plan from the beginning. And, and Snyder's it's been finally paid that. off. But people yeah. didn't believe him. It's taken him since. Oh my God! When did? Twenty twelve. No. No, I want to say it was 2014 when Man of Steel came out. Like that, that's a huge arc. So. I think it's 2013. Okay, well, I mean, it I doesn't matter. It's, it's, not, it's not a big deal. It's not, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But, but anyway, um, no, I, I like that. But I, it's it's basically a Superman trilogy. Those three movies, Man of Steel, BBS, and Justice League, are a Superman trilogy. If yeah. I look at the three films like that, I'm much happier because I see the character grow throughout and. He's the one that gets the most character development throughout BBS and even Justice League. He has the least amount of screen time. He gets the most character development. So if I look at it as a Superman trilogy, I am really happy, to be honest. If I look at it as the Superman movie, the Batman and Superman movie, and the Justice League movie, there are issues I have. There are a lot, and I want... Well, no one's claiming any of them are perfect no, films. No, you know, but I, I like I, I like the arc that Superman takes. I think it makes a lot of sense, and I think that there are plans for a lot of these characters to grow. Now, will we ever get to see any of that? I mean, obviously not. These movies don't make any money. I mean, but, we're obviously going to see Aquaman. That's yeah, happening. Aquaman, Wonder Woman two, and probably Suicide Squad two will happen. The ones um, that are still up in the air. Why didn't they like just Gotham call City Bruce has Amanda's phone number. Why didn't he just call her and be like, hey, I need some help bring out those people. Like, yeah, they could have probably handled it all by themselves, really. Yeah, yeah. True. They have even less power. Exactly. <laughs> but no matter Superman's there, he can do everything. They're Suicide Squad. He doesn't care. He shouldn't care. So I put something out. And I think I might be the first person to notice this, and I just want to go on record. Zack Snyder is slowly recasting the uh, Watchmen into this universe. So uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan played Thomas Wayne, and Billy Crudup played Henry Allen, and Patrick Wilson is playing Ocean Master. So That's true. just waiting on 
Malin Ackerman. It's not completely unheard of for Jack a director to work with the same actors but over all and over of again. them. Oh, it's not. Tim Burton always uses. Like I'm excited. I love Watchmen, and I will fight people when they say it's a bad movie because it's not. We didn't talk about the villain at all. Because there's not much to talk about. Because no, he's one of the worst villains ever he's in very history. One dimensional. He slightly beats out Galactus in Rise of the Silver Surfer. He was better than Ares. Just to look Steppenwolf? at. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he looked cool. Like, and wait, the voice was done well, look, but there was no motivation for the character David at all. David should not play a Greek god. He shouldn't. So, he uh, should play a werewolf <laughs> in a Harry Potter movie. So, I'm, I'm a little confused because I've heard a lot of people talk about how he's this terrible villain, but what what more motivation did he need? This is just uh, what he does. Bruce Wayne 25, thanks for joining the chat. Yeah, he was totally useless, and we talked about that. Heavily in the beginning. And Sorry I disagree, but you can go back and listen to it. <laughs> um, we're not going back over Batman. Uh, for Steppenwolf. I mean, they explain his motivation multiple times throughout the movie. What more does the... It's, it's just a very one-dimensional character. Like, okay, my whole purpose is to come to Earth, find three boxes, put them together, and then, boom, we have a terraformed Earth. Like, we also had a oh Man of Steel. Gosh, and Dark Darkseid. <laughs> I guess, I guess it's just, yeah, it's just, a, I mean, I guess I don't understand what, what, what other villains in team up movies have done better. I don't know. Ego was better. Ego Comparing was better. the two, they have very similar power ranges and, um. But, but Ego was the surprise antagonist. He totally right? was. So he wasn't like the main. I, I He's better think... than Lex Luthor from BBS. <sighs> Which I want to talk about. But maybe the, not Lex Luthor in Justice League. <laughs> Lex Luthor in Justice League was so good, guys. Like, he was much better in this. The mark of a good villain is is that you kind of see what they're doing and why they're doing it. I think for a lot of movies, you know, um, with Civil War, you had the dude that, like... Uh, had his Zemo. family, yeah, Zemo. He got his family. His family died or whatever, and so he wants to get back to the Avengers. But most this guy had literally nothing, like except that he needs a planet to impress his. He was uncle or whatever. Well, he was exiled and it's so nephew. You, you can't. You can't just have a bad guy who's a bad guy to be a bad guy. It's just not interesting. But that's what it is in the comic books. Okay, like, that's who. That, that's not interesting that, in the comic books. But that's what. Way. That's what. That's what. Darkseid is. Okay. So that, to me, is the whole reason why they should have done Darkseid and not Steppenwolf. You have yeah. to explain who Steppenwolf is. Because not not many people know who he was. I had to research him and found out that he's and that's fine. Right, like yeah. If you had put Darkseid in there for a minute, does and he's just he looks like Darkseid and he says that he's Darkseid. Well, does it change anything? The fact they would have known what to do with him because Darkseid's a more popular. People are more familiar with him. They would have shown stuff like Apocalypse itself, and I think that would have given him just more background. Like show where Steppenwolf comes from, you automatically give him more background. But they didn't have time to do the movie they were making. You're talking about a much longer movie. <laughs> yeah, that I would have sat through because this was short. But they, but that wasn't up to the filmmakers. That no. was up to Warner Brothers. No, so the, they this were, movie was butchered by the studio. So That's I'm, I'm very just, obvious. I'm just saying, when you're given a two-hour runtime, you're not showing a brand new alien world. I, I have come up with multiple solutions to make Steppenwolf better, and you keep confining me. I'm not. Part of the WB. I'm Whoa, so you're, sorry. We're just movie viewers. You're, like, we you're only going to hang on. Two hours anyway. I'm Your only explanation that. was to replace them with Darkseid. Yeah, we talked about but, this you and I personally before we went to bed the other day about how Darkseid would have been ten times better. And now but I don't agree. You're betraying. I'm me. not betraying you. I didn't agree then. I don't you think. Did. I don't think there would have been a difference. 
I think all you do then is you just pick your your most popular villain and waste the name in this movie. Now you you know theoretically, if the movie had been successful, you you would be you able to retain it. You just said the other day, if you do a Justice League trilogy, you would do Dark Side first, Injustice uh, League second, and uh, Brainiac third. That's what you. That said. was the order I put them in. Because words. you gave me those three villains. I did not. And I put them in that order. Oh my I god, we're breaking right. that. <laughs> Well, what I'm saying here on the podcast is that I thought that given what the movie was about, the movie, the actual story, I thought Stephen Wolf was fine. He was designed to do one thing and one thing only, destroy the planet. And that was what he was there to do. And um, he said he was exiled, too. I mean, because he failed the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, that you know, that whole reasoning gave you the scene that you guys all claimed was your favorite scene in the movie, which that doesn't... Because we like that scene doesn't make that character a good no, character. No, I'm not saying it makes the character a good character, but I'm just saying that that was part of his backstory. That's part of his motivation. It's also we part have... of the Amazonian and and uh, Atlantean backstory, I think, more than anything else. But then why they have the why they know about the mother boxes? Do you want to read what we got in chat? Uh, sure, Jenny Deer two eighteen, who I don't recognize, but thank you for joining in this chat with us. I think the thing that makes a good villain is an ugly side of human nature that we can relate to, but taken to the extreme places, essentially crossing the line of acceptable behavior, Steppenwolf is just not relatable. Which is kind of what I, I, mean, I, I said, so I totally fine. agree with that. But then basically any of the Justice League level villains, most of them wouldn't be considered relatable. I think villains. another problem that goes with Steppenwolf, because we're just going in circles right now, but we're talking about how many DCE movies have there been? Five? Is this, this is the this fifth. Is the fifth? Yeah. So if you bring Darkseid back uh, in the sixth movie... Right, if there was another going to be another Justice League, that makes half of the movies in the DCEU about somebody trying to terraform the Earth. They need yeah. something else. No, and that's fine. Which is why like, I, it's like the Flash TV show. Yeah, well, always fighting and, that, and that's fine. I'm not saying the that's whole Earth terraforming thing is is a great tool, right? Um, but I'm just saying that the difference between Darkseid and Steppenwolf, there really isn't much of one from a motivational standpoint. So swapping Steppenwolf out for Darkseid, I don't, I don't think would have changed much. I don't disagree with that. I don't I don't know enough about Darkseid. I mean, I've watched the animated movies and stuff like that. I don't know that it would have changed much. There's probably a whole – I'm sure there's a whole library of Justice League villains that I'm not familiar with. No, probably but the, the big Justice League villains what would also include Brainiac, who also I don't think would be a, re, a, quote, relatable character because he's super not human, you know? So maybe that's the big His problem. quest is better. He's constantly seeking knowledge. He doesn't go to destroy the Earth. He goes to suction everything that we have. Like, he wants to siphon our information. And, yeah, I would was, much rather see Brainiac in this film. That, that would have been cool. I mean, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not saying that Seth Wolf is the greatest DC villain of all time or anything like that. I'm just saying that the big villains are not particularly relatable. Yeah. I mean, is Thanos relatable? No, Thanos has spent no, 19 got... films on a toilet. Right, but you also have <laughs> seen him through a bunch of movies, so that makes it more, like, you're more amped up to see him. Now, maybe he's going to suck. I don't know. No, I, I haven't seen the movie. And we will definitely call that out. Yeah, but, uh, my, my point is just that Thanos and Darkseid are very similar. They are. As far as, like, their level they is concerned. They are very comparable. So, like, I'm as excited to see Thanos as I would be to see Darkseid. I just don't think Darkseid would be that much different than Steppenwolf. Probably not. So, that's all. But I don't, I don't necessarily think that he would have been the best villain. I think that Fan, fans of the Justice League would have wanted to see him because that's like their main, you know, in Justice League War, that's who it is, right? Well, Brainiac is by far the more interesting villain, but it would be hard to do that with Superman dead because he's mainly a Superman villain who yeah. goes out of control and then he needs the League's help. 
is usually how that story goes. Mm. So you can't start with that if Superman's already dead. So, so we kind of talked about the end credit scene already where Flash and Superman are racing and mm-hmm. how adorable that is. There's um, no crying watch. in the Justice League. Yeah. Is that what we're going to talk about now? Yes. We need a yeah. league of our own. Oh There's my no God. crying in the Justice League. Is that that's oh what I was waiting God. for? So, poor Joe Manganiello was cast like 10 years ago, and he finally gets to suit up. <laughs> well, he had the age. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but he has bleached blonde hair. I thought it looked really good. It looked platinum white to me, it, but there was... It did, it, it looked white. It looked white. So. He's supposed to be old. Old man slave. He... Mm. He's gonna get some drinks with Hugh Jackman. I like it. I thought it looked good. I, I actually liked that scene. I like, I thought I, it was, I, but I hated that line. I hated the, like, we need a league of our own. Here's how that shit I expected Tom doing. Hanks to come out and start yelling. I was like, no, guys, no, come that on. Was, oh, that was the best Chris Mario could come up with. Come no, on. That, 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 was, that was definitely a heavy-handed line. I mean, because they, they don't create, like, I mean, there's the Injustice League, but there's also the Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom would be better than the Injustice League. There's another one, too, that actually starts with Deathstroke and Lex Luthor, but I can't remember the name of it. I, I mean, the Legion of Doom was like at certain, certain times. It was, it was like so. some something villains. I can't remember exactly what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have this. Super villains! No, I can't remember what it was, because I'm not apparently as big of a DC fan as some of the other people at this table. But uh, <laughs> Deathstroke and Lex Luthor well, are like the founding members yes. of whatever this is. I can't I'm totally fine with that. I'm very curious who's going to cross over. Um, the easiest thing to do was to get it, just by casting is to get a Suicide Squad guy on that too. But I don't want to see it. I'm well, just saying the easiest thing to do. Then, you, then what's going to end up happening is it's going to be Harley and Deadshot. Then you have Deadshot and Deathstroke, and people are going to people are going to get a yeah. I already wasn't just sit in a coffee shop and just. Actually, I think it would be great, yes. I think if it actually get the two of them to really do one, I think it would be really great. I just want them to stare each other down as they, like, sip espresso. Like, but there's just, there's, the color schemes are very similar, the armor is very similar, like, there's just a lot of crossover. Well, so. no, no, because the armor... Yes, I love Deathstroke's armor, too. Oh, yeah, it's the Arkham Origins armor yeah, from, the, from the Batman game. The only difference that I've noticed, because Deathstroke's my all-time favorite villain... And um, the only difference I noticed was the base suit. It looks like a like a wetsuit or black, like a black morph suit. There was no detail or anything on that. It was just like a black body. That should make your job easy. And no, I hated it. <laughs> That's but then, real. And then it'll change. It'll change before he's yeah. in his own yeah. movie. And then the helmet they was also. They'll just have a camera. bunch of little the pictures fact of his mask all over. went so balls yeah, to the yeah, wall yeah. with the costume anyway for just. One minute of screen time was pretty impressive, in my opinion. They could have just had him in a I wouldn't suit be surprised if the mask the was totally different and like a yeah. bunch of stuff changed by the sure. time the movie I'm fine comes with out it too. Sure. Well, because like they they came out with that footage, that leaked footage of the leaked by Ben Affleck. The te- the te- it was test footage. Yeah, it was shared by yeah, Ben Affleck. Yeah, it, was it, was, it was like the leaked Deadpool footage. Except for that wasn't like, like shared on Instagram Ryan. by Ryan Reynolds. Like that was uh, Ben Affleck shared was on the YouTube one. by Ryan Reynolds. Ben Affleck was literally the one on Instagram that posted yeah, that. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds leaked that footage. <laughs> I'm sure he did, but he didn't like post it and say, "Here's test footage from Deadpool," like Ben Affleck did with the Deathstroke armor. But as soon as I saw that test footage, I loved it. I was, was he so wearing excited. the ascot that you usually sport? The... No. It does like his ascots. Yeah. It's not an ascot, it's a scarf. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was wearing a scarf. How is that manlier? <laughs> he, he wasn't wearing, he wasn't. The word? <laughs> I guess. Um, because, because ascot means that you're Fred from Scooby-Doo. Yeah. 
Um, no, I have, I have like the, the but anyway. He's already got like, yeah, he's, he's got a picture. I do have photos. Did you just like go see it again and just take a photo? No, uh, no. no he that's what Paco does for him. Uh, okay. Paco pulls out. Cause nobody's gonna yell at Paco. Is it cause he's bad? He'll just buy the uh, theater. Alright, so that's basically it. We are he way does, He does not time. have a scarf. But okay. that is, sorry, that's like I, a I thought he did. blonde and his eye patches are, is really cool though. Yeah, I'm glad it's not like a traditional eye patch. It's like a. He's like could have gotten one from Spirit Halloween. Um, but anyway, yeah, any any other thoughts about Justice League as we wrap up here? No. Deathstroke should have shot, shot Lex Luthor in the face at that scene, by the way, or just pulled out <laughs> so a sword and killed him. <laughs> Pick up the phone and be like, "It's done." And then it's uh, what's his name from Breaking Bad on the other end. Good, he was a horrible son, anyways, and that's the real Lex Luthor because I'm still on the fan theory that Eisenberg's a clone. Well, Eisenberg is Lex Luthor Jr. They did say that in BBS. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. So his, his dad is the, quote, Lex Luthor, but I assume he's dead. I hope yeah. he's not. So. All he's right. not going to be Brian really Cranston. It, it's but not going to be Cranston. I wanted him to be shot. So, so that's going to so wrap up Justice League. Let it, let it rate it? We do every time. I'm Go for it. Do, we'll just, just do it. Let's start. Uh, C minus. Okay. C. B. Okay. So those are the K two is, words, everybody. K is an so, uh, is A plus. No, it's not. It's not really like a B. Look, you know, we sit here and I, I come up with reasons why I like something. And I'm supposed to listen to all the reasons well, why everybody didn't, hated it. Everybody you know, just gave so, you a letter grade. You, no, didn't, you didn't participate. That's the only thing I was making fun of. We all gave pros and cons. We all said things that we liked and didn't like. How does that mean we're crapping on your dreams? I was talking to Ryan. <laughs> I did the same thing. But I was talking to Ryan. Because you, you dismissed a lot of what I've said. And you dismissed a lot of what I've said. No, I counterpointed. Page. You said something All right. I said something. This is my Fine. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a, I'm giving it a B plus. Okay. So join us in two weeks for the second annual Heroes Podcast Awards. Next week we're talking Punisher with Jenny Deer. I'm very excited oh, to have her cool. on. Uh, the week after is our awards. Starting at 8 p.m., we will have our awards ceremony where we pick the uh, best and the worst of 2017 in TV, movies, and video games. We will also, um, I guess, hand out awards for the viewers. If you have been voting on our daily polls, there's a chance you're going to win something, too. There's been 32 different votes, so odds are in your favor. Do that. Go to Heroes Podcast on Facebook and Instagram to vote now. Your votes count until November 30th, and then no more votes. It's a lot of prizes. I'm glad I'm not the one that has to give them out. You just have to sit there and scan them. If you fall no, but viewer prizes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of shipping money for yeah. me, but it's worth it. You guys are worth it. All right. Thanks for joining us. We are Heroes Podcast. We are Screen Heroes specifically. And yeah, we're done tonight. (laughs) We'll see if we're still friends next
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.